All right. Today we're going to look at what it means, hopefully, to be filled with the Spirit. To be filled with the Spirit. And I'm going to tell you right off the bat that I think that this is very similar, if not identical, to the commands that we also hear to be to walk in step with the Spirit and to be led by the Spirit. So I'm going to put all three of those really together today. We're going to look at three different texts, and I hope that you'll be able to walk away with some ideas of what it means to be filled by the Spirit, filled with the Spirit, or to walk in step with the Spirit, being led by the Spirit, and you'll be able to apply these to your lives. As we talk about being filled with the Spirit and walking in step with the Spirit, being led by the Spirit, we're going to talk about how that happens and what that means. How the Spirit decides to fill us. Again, He is sovereign. He does what He chooses. But He's given means of grace for us to be filled. So we're going to talk about how the Spirit decides to fill us and what comes out of us as we walk in step with the Spirit or are filled with the Spirit. It's a both and. And in the passage we're going to, passages we're going to look at, I think we see both things happening. We're seeing how he's filling us and what's coming out of us. But don't ask which one comes first or try to figure that out, like the chicken or the egg thing. To quote another pastor, don't ask dumb questions. Let's just obey the text and learn. Ephesians 5, 15 through 21. The Apostle Paul writing here to the church at Ephesus, and he had just said, do not take part in unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them with the light. He tells us to wake up, believe in Christ, and Christ will shine on you. Now verse 15. Christians, look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the best use of time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Let me begin here noting that he says in verse 18, and do not get drunk with wine. Well, why would he point that out? We know, of course, that we're not to do that. Scripture speaks about alcohol. And I would argue that it allows for you to drink it as long as you do not get drunk. As long as you are not breaking any laws. And as long as you are not a stumbling block to anybody else. And you really need to pray about that one. With the culture we live in, you really need to pray about that one. But there's freedom in Christ, but just because we can do things doesn't always mean that we should. But here he goes to this idea of being drunk with wine. And so as I was thinking about that this week, well, why is it that people drink? Why do people drink so much that they get drunk? Well, there's a few things that seem to come up consistently. 
Number one, they're looking for a good time. They're looking to be happy. They also may have a lot of stress in their lives and they're trying to avoid things. Or they may be trying to enjoy or be with other people, peer pressure type of thinking, and they get involved in it. Maybe they're sorrowful and so they want to drink those sorrows away. What the Apostle Paul would say is, don't turn to that. Instead, turn to the Spirit. Turn to the Spirit for your joy. Have that experience of joy. Of peace, if you have sorrows, go to the Spirit. But notice he says, be filled. That's a command. That's something you can do? Like, can you take the Spirit, like fill yourself with Him? Isn't it strange that Paul would command us to do something that's passive? I heard one pastor talking about it, he said it like this, and I think it was helpful. He said it would be like, I could say, Roy, call your mother. You need to call your mother. That's a command. He could do that. But if I said to Roy, Roy, you better get called by your mother. Okay. What could the Apostle Paul mean there? I want to walk through this and a couple other texts to see what he might be talking about. Let me point out a few things in this passage. Again, the things of how the Spirit fills us and what comes out of us. A few things. I have them on your notes. There are some bullet points. We are to make best use of our time. The days are evil. So part of how the Spirit will fill us is as we're making the best use of our time, He fills us, and as He fills us, guess what? We make the best use of our time. We make better decisions about how to use our time. I think that we waste a lot of time. How many of you, you would say that you waste a lot of time? Look at the second one. And if you weren't here just a few minutes ago, maybe you don't understand this one, but I don't know how much I need to say. Singing and building one another up. Do you feel the Spirit of God in that moment? And then... As you sing, you are filled with the Spirit of God. And then as you hear other people sing, you are filled with the Spirit of God. And as He fills you, you sing louder and louder. It is a glorious experience that you cannot get anywhere else. That's why, again, I repeat, to worship the Lord, to to stop, rather, worshiping the Lord and not gather together is not an option. It is not an option. And to gather and not sing, that is not an option. We need it. Singing to the Lord. And look at this. Giving thanks always in everything. How many of you guys are really good at that one? (laughs) I found myself this morning battling this all morning about four or five different things. And I'm like, (laughs) how do I give thanks about that? As you are filled with the Spirit, you're able then to give thanks in all circumstances. But you also have to have a perspective in conjunction with His Word that your God is working all things for your good and His glory. And I mean all things. And then, in 21, he says, submitting to one another out of the reverence of Christ. How many of you love that word, submit? (laughs) 
But what's interesting is, as the Spirit fills you, you are then able to submit to one another and lay aside your preferences and this is what I really want to do and you can submit to others unto the Lord and as you submit to others unto the Lord the spirit fills you more and more he commands us to be filled with the spirit but it's only a work that the spirit ultimately can do a passage similar to this is Colossians 3, 12 through 17. Turn over just a couple pages to the right. Colossians 3, 12 through 17. And I'm going to point, I'm going to use this verse to really point out a few other things about the Spirit, but also the connection between the Spirit and the Word, and how the Spirit uses the Word to fill us. Colossians 3, it's on your notes as well, 12 through 17. Put on then. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. Oh my goodness, let that sink in for a moment. You may wake up in your head hearing that you are worthless. You are not loved. You are alone. You may be hearing a whole bunch of things. You may hear that from yourself. You may hear that from other people. Let me tell you what your God would say. You're God's chosen one, holy and beloved. Oh, that should make you joyful to hear that. So put on then compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, you so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let, listen to this, you have to let something happen here. You can't do this. You have to let it happen again. Link to the Spirit filling you. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Tied to verse 16. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Look at what's going to come up again singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Letting the peace of Christ rule your hearts. Do you know how many of you, how many of you struggle with peace inside? The rest of you are liars, that's all right. We all do, do we not? We have moments where we struggle with peace, especially when you turn on the news, especially when you go out, especially when you get that phone call about your loved one or the results from your tests. Peace. But it's a supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding, and it comes from the Spirit. But there's this connection with the Word. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. The Word of Christ has to dwell in you. And then guess what? You're not supposed to keep it there. You're supposed to teach and admonish one another in all wisdom. And you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. That's what we're doing. And the Spirit of God fills you as that happens. And as He fills you, you do it more and more. So a few things we see here off your notes. that How, how the Spirit fills us and what comes out of us, being kind and compassionate being humble, being meek, trusting in God, being patient, 
bearing with others. That's hard. Forgiving others. If you cannot forgive, you will not be filled with the Spirit. If you cannot forgive, you will not be filled with the Spirit. Loving others in a 1 Corinthians 13. Just don't make, oh, that's easy. I love people all the time. Do you? Do you believe all things? Endure all things? Do you hope all things with them? Being thankful, the Word dwelling richly inside of you. So we're seeing that connection of the Word and the Spirit. Teaching and admonishing. Some of you know so much about the Bible. Some of you have great gifts of teaching and you don't open your mouths. Some of you do that out of wisdom. I praise God for you. Some of you stay quiet because you know that a foolish person speaks a lot. But some of you also use that as a cover. And you have things to contribute and you need to encourage your brothers and sisters with the word. Singing and doing things in Jesus' name. You ever go out and do things and your intention as you were starting was to, I'm going to go out and serve the Lord today, I'm going to do this in Jesus' name. And as it's going, especially if it goes well, you start to take that credit for yourself. Do things for Jesus' name. For the fame of our God and the Spirit fills you. And as He fills you, you do it more and more. Last text for today, Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, 16 through 26. Galatians 5, 16 through 26. Some of this will be very familiar to you. Galatians 5, 16 to 26. Turn back to the left in your Bibles. But I say to you, but I say, walk by the Spirit. Now we have this idea of filled. Now I'm bringing in the idea of walking by the Spirit. You will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Remember, brothers and sisters, the flesh and the Spirit are always fighting. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, verse 17. And the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. You cannot have both. Can't kind of be like, oh, I'm going to kind of hang out in the flesh and I kind of want to hang out in the spirit because I think they're friends. They're not. For these are opposed to each other to keep you, look at this, wow, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. We're going to get into that the next week as we continue in chapter 7 of Romans. But if you are led, other idea, remember I mentioned, led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those who are defined by these things, this is what you always do. You will not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Look at this, verse 24. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Mr. Ian, could you come up real quick? Mr. Jeff, would you come up, please? 
Mr. Roy, just, just for fun. Come on. We have the idea of being filled with the Spirit, and that would go back to what I've communicated with you guys before on the, the wind in a sailboat. As the wind, the Spirit, that's the same word there. Wind that comes through, that's the Spirit leading us in our sails, fills our sails and takes us to our destination, and our destination is Christ. Now we have these other ideas here that I'm saying be filled. Another way of looking at it, being led or walking in step with the Spirit, okay? All right, guys, I think all three of you have served in our military, so thank you for that. What I'd like you guys to do, and I have not served, so be gracious, is you're going to follow me. We're going to march this direction, okay? Probably should have had somebody else up here. You know what? You're going to lead. Just walk us straight that way, if you would. Fantastic. How, how was that overall? Okay? Pretty good? Not bad? Come back to the center, guys. Is, is it hard to learn to march? No? Yes? Not really? Did, not, the, for, for some people. <laughs> he couldn't see me, though. When they were teaching you, did everybody get it right the first time? They didn't, did they? Marching on ice, that's a different sermon. <laughs> Walking in step in perfect unison. You ever seen that in a march? That is, that is neat. Part of what the, the imagery here is that we would be walking in step with God's Spirit. But at the same time, we're also being led by Him. So did you normally have someone who would lead the march? You did. How would that, who was that person called? What were they called? The different names? Guess what we call them? Holy Spirit. All right, we're going to try it again. We're going to try to, if, Ian, if you would come this way, you guys come this way and face that direction again. And if you'll call out our, which foot we should be going on as well, that would be helpful. Go ahead. Leader. Yes. I am not in step with the Spirit. All right, guys, go ahead. You, you got to be watching and listening carefully to the one who leads you. The other thing is you need to be controlled by the Spirit because I had a temptation as he was going this way <laughs> to be led by the Spirit, to walk in step with the Spirit, to be filled with the Spirit. You've got to know the Spirit. You've got to be sensitive to the Spirit's leading. You might say, well, Spirit, should I go to gather with the saints on Sunday morning? Guess what he's going to say? Yes! That's an easy one. Spirit, should my wife and my family watch this show tonight? He might say yes, he might say no. Holy Spirit, should I take this job or that job? Need to pray and ask. Everything that we can do, we, we compare with the Word of God, but we have to be listening carefully to the one who leads us, that we're to be in step with, the one who fills us. So back on your notes here, we see the fruit of the Spirit. And again, what are the, what are the things that he uses that comes out of us and how does he fill us? We see the fruit of the Spirit. 
Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. That's a lot of different things to consider. Here's what I want to end with. When I said before about Mr. Roy, he was to get a phone call from his mother. Get called by your mother. He cannot control a lot of that, can he? Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. Some of you folks who are a little bit older, you know what this is. Some of the looks on the younger folks' faces, like, what is that? For Mr. Roy to receive a phone call here on this, first thing he has to do is he better own a phone, right? Ian, would you come up here real quick? This thing's getting heavy. I'm going to fall over. (laughs) Just kind of hold that right there so people can see, if you would. Appreciate it. First thing, he better own a phone. Only way you can own a phone is if, in this situation, is if you know Jesus. You need to trust in his death and his resurrection, his sacrifice for your sins. Now you got a phone. The next thing that I think Mr. Roy needs to do is he needs to look forward to the call that's coming. He's excited about his mom calling. So he might even send her a message and say, would you call me? I can't call out. Would you call me? That's equivalent to you asking the Spirit to fill you, to come and speak with you. The other thing is, remember doing this type of thing? When somebody's trying to call you, what do they hear? Busy, 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 right? If it's already off the hook, kids are freaking out right now. Don't, don't leave it off the hook. That's your sin. Don't be in sin. Don't be in, don't be in sin. If you want the Spirit to come and fill you, don't, don't be in sin. Repent of your sin. Ask forgiveness from God. The other thing is, don't be on the line. If you're supposed to be getting a phone call from mom, don't be talking to coach. Don't be on the line. Don't be too busy to hear from God. Don't be too busy to hear from him. Don't be too busy for the spirit to come to you. When the phone rings, you need to answer it. How many of you have done that? Back then, it could ring. No caller ID, so you don't know who's calling. But you could just let it ring. Nowadays, we have phones on us all the time. You call somebody, they don't answer. What are your thoughts? Oh, they're, they're avoiding my call. They look down. Ray, not now. Answer the phone. Make time to be with God. Make time to be with Him, intentionally engage with God. While you're on the phone, this is a great one. Don't put God on hold and don't talk to other people. You ever had that? You're on the phone with somebody, trying to have a conversation, they're over here talking with everybody else. You're like, hey, how's everything going? Hey, okay, I'll be there in a minute. Gosh, I guess I can call you back if you're, again, too busy or distracted. Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. 
listen to the person talking on the phone. Read God's Word. Meditate on God's Word. Let Him speak to you. Let the Spirit use it to speak to you. Talk back to the person on the phone when it's your turn. Encouragement, maybe don't talk right away. Hear from God and then respond most of the time. Hear from Him, silent solitude, and then pray to Him. And then here's the other thing. Ian's a strong guy, but I'm certainly thankful he doesn't have to carry this thing around everywhere, right? How about you? Thankful for that? Thank you, buddy. This one would stay at the house, wouldn't it? Couldn't even go very far. (coughs) We now have cell phones. And they go all around with us. Here's what I want you to do. Stay on the line. Stay on the line with God. Be filled with the Spirit and continually talk with Him and pray and hear from Him over and over and over. Don't hang up the phone. Keep doing it. Keep going. And you, by His grace, will be filled in these different things that we mentioned today will be coming out of you, and as they come out of you, they continue to fill you. And your lives, instead of being the life of the party, getting drunk and then regretting a whole bunch of decisions, you're going to have great joy and great peace.